Hey, and welcome back to MWA. So this is a bit of a strange episode in so far as it was recorded in May and is now only being released in September. So our apologies for that. But as you know, COVID is such a bizarre time. Parenting in and of itself is bizarre and parenting during COVID is absolutely a lot. Um, but in this episode, we caught up with Alex again, um, who we've had on the show before, six months after um, she had given birth to her son and really got a sense around her birth story as well as um, how the first six months of parenting have been for her and her partner. It was such a sweet little episode and I really enjoyed it, um, as did Dee. So we wanted to put it out nonetheless. Um, the sound quality is not great. Please bear with us during this episode. We recorded this over Zoom because of lockdown and um, the, the signal failed us a few times. So bear with us. There are a lot of gems. The sound quality mostly is fine, but there are a few spaces where less so um but yeah enjoy the episode and looking forward to hearing your feedback hey i'm kathleen and i'm Dee, and you're listening to mamas with attitude otherwise known as mwa Um, interesting cool south african relevant content yeah um on where we were at Mm -hmm. you know motherhood just comes to take on its different shapes and forms mommy's a bounce mommy's a bounce mommy's a bounce jesus (laughs) (laughs) weird yeah you're in another zone but you're totally out of the twilight episode of MWA and we're very excited today because we have Alex who's come back six months after Baba's birth. I know it's so exciting. We're going to talk to her a bit but before we do that, Geraldine, how are you doing in your pregnant self? I'm fine. It's lockdown. There's so much to say but that's a whole other series of conversations between us and yeah various people um and we'll say more about that whenever we do but i'm okay i think it's like been a rough ride i think it's that's kind of how it's been for lots of people you know so it's about yeah i feel like it wouldn't be helpful for me to go down that path right now but i'm okay as a person and baby's fine and it is exceptionally weird preparing for um labor and birth in this kind of context and like really something that nobody nobody knows so everyone's just winging it as we are winging everything else um mm. yeah and you Kat it's Amu's birthday his first I know year. so exciting yeah he's you just turned one have a baby I don't have a baby anymore and he's close to walking and he said his first word and he's wonderful which is the morning, this morning, he was doing this with happy birthday. Every time he sang happy birthday, he would like rock back and forth. <laughs> it was really sweet. And then afterwards would be like clapping his hands. It's just wonderful. It's been, it's been nice, actually. Nice. That's cool. Mm. Yeah. And then we did, a virtual, we did a virtual sing-along while everyone called in for like his birthday, which was weird, but it was really sweet. Mm. And there was no cleanup and it was inexpensive. So I don't know if this is the way we're going to be doing birthdays moving forward. It would be great you know but yeah and then i just did a quick drive around to drop off cake with all the kids in our lives so it's been nice that's so sweet and how are you feeling just like last one turned one one such a big milestone yeah i feel like reclamation 
in all ways, but you know this, like obsessively online shopping and like, I don't know, like on a diet to try and like, I don't know, resume some semblance of like a shape. <laughs> it can be any shape, just not the shape I have. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just been, it's been nice, babe. Like we're not quite sleeping through all the time, but like, um, and you know, sleep is a big thing for me, but I feel closer to myself than before. And um, things are good. Good. Aside from the weird pandemic, obviously. Aside but, from the weird yeah. pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, and Alex, welcome back to us. Thank you for joining us virtually. Welcome back, Al. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank How's you. it been? Thank How are you? I mean, global pandemic notwithstanding, we are pretty good. Um, everything's fine, babe. Like, you know, I have a salary coming at the end of this month. There's food on the table feeling mostly grateful um, about where we are in this in this weird part of history. So fine, I have no complaints at the moment. No, my, my, my baby is just confused. He just thinks that this is life, that, you know, we never go anywhere. Mommy and daddy stay home with him all day, every day. Kids are thriving. I think kids are thriving about this. Like the fact that parents, granted that they're, locked in their homes but i think that mm. the fact that parents are at home has been like i've certainly seen Nathani's already asked me like after lockdown do you intend to go back to work like is this not just going to be us moving forward you know yeah. um so i think that he's really enjoying it as well i i think for like for you and for Samori and for your little family um it's it's like a really sweet little opportunity you know where this you have this extended time with him because i mean i think you're well we'll get to this now like how do you feel about being back at work but um i guess just you know to have that extended amount of time around each other with each other is quite um special you know would it would have shifted already and um i think that in itself is pretty cool every time he cries i come there is no reality in which he you know cries or wants mommy and mommy is not available to him so even though that may be a hard lesson at some point it has seemingly turned into like this like super well adjusted you know like baby who's just like oh i'm cool to just like you know do stuff on my own because i know like you're floating around somewhere in the mm -hmm. house and you know i can you're on demand basically so yeah. yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting when lockdown is over and things change but i think definitely there's something to be said for a very special opportunity a silver lining you know in the cloud mm -hmm. so could we maybe i think what what i'd be quite keen to maybe talk about is when we saw you, you were pregnant and hadn't yet like had the baby, thought about the baby. I don't even think you had your baby shower. We were like very early, early days. Well, not early days in your pregnancy. You were far along, but, but not far. Um, tell me a little bit about the birth or tell us a little bit about like the birth. Are you, yeah, the birth. Birth, birth, I did it. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> It's so crazy. Like, um, I just keep coming, like this phrase keeps coming to my mind whenever I think about my birth, which is 
I don't even know the etymology of this phrase. I need to look it up. But like the camel passes through the eye of the needle. Have you guys yeah. And that's like the only thing that I can really say sums up the experience for me because wow, what a wow. Um, I don't, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I honestly sometimes feel guilty about this because there is so much trauma around birth and everything. But, you know, I think there's space for, you know, good, good birth stories too. You know, I had the birth that, I really wanted and um, I really feel really happy about that so we had been out I was just busy the whole time leading up into my birth my mom was around we were busy shopping we were out and about and um, we had spent the day at my cousin's house um, just chilling with them enjoying the day quite a long day and then on the way home, we stopped at quite a famous steak restaurant in Joburg and even though I'd been eating really healthy for the entirety of my pregnancy and like craving like fruit and veg and like all of this stuff I decided to have like a Mexican steak which is like a steak smothered in cheese and salsa and jalapeno which turned out later to probably not be the best choice considering (laughs) Um, and then I stayed up really late for no reason, I don't even know that night until like 11 p.m., which was like, you know, when you're super pregnant is like ridiculously late. And when I finally went to sleep at around 11, 11.30, I started feeling these cramps and I was like, oh, I'm just so annoyed at these cramps, I'm going to sleep. And, you know, continued to try and insist on sleeping until I was very, very close to giving birth which I did not realize because by about 3 a.m., my husband and I were busy Googling, what does a contraction feel like? (laughs) He was asking me, are you having contractions? Are you having contractions? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what a contraction feels like. I don't know what's going on. Um, (laughs) We eventually figured out that, you know, this was indeed a contraction because I could now, you know, eventually by the early hours of the morning feel a start and a finish um, of the contraction. And something which was interesting that happened um, the day before, hey, honey, hello, love. (laughs) Um, The day before was that my midwife had a family emergency and had to leave the province. And so she had told us like, I have this emergency. I have to leave the province. This was on the Friday. I was, I was, I was full term. Okay. So this was the day before I went into labor and we were like, yeah, sure. Attend to your family emergency. This baby's not coming anytime soon. Nothing to see here. Keep it moving. And obviously, obviously knowing like our dumb luck, um, I obviously spontaneously go into labor while she is not in Kateng province. Literally. Literally. So, um, we we eventually phoned the the stand-in that she's appointed for us the locum and um, she says like look you guys are close to the clinic just come in for a test like let's see what's going on and we so like very surreptitiously pack up the rest of our hospital bag which hasn't even been packed put it into the car and literally don't even start the engine of the car because we do not want to alert the grandmothers to be on oh anything and we literally put <laughs> We put the handbrake down and glide the car out of the driveway without starting the engine. 
because we're just like there's nothing to see here nothing is happening there's no way we're in labor because part of us still don't believe we're having a baby i think really exactly. so you know like we we get to the, the clinic and she you know straps us up and she she does an internal exam on me and she says well you're having a baby and you're having a baby today and we're you know totally shocked and flawed but she's like this could be at any time today by now it's like 5 a.m in the morning so she's like it could be any time this could take hours like you know etc so like just pace yourself so, you know, and Naz really hears like 12 hours and this is important for later. My partner hears like, this is going to take forever. Um, and like my body is like, wow, we really, we in the middle of something right now. Let's keep it pushing. <laughs> so over the next like hour and a half, like my water breaks slightly and then breaks again. I lose my plug. Like all of this stuff is just happening. I'm puking in the parking lot of the clinic, puking up blue energy, walking up the stairs, pulling around. I eventually demand to get into the bath and like I get in when the water's like this much because it's like yeah. filling up. My doula arrives, thank goodness, because my husband is just lost. Um, because remember, he's on 12 hours and I'm on, my body's just, doing things doing i'm in labor if he wasn't on 12 hours he's a guy he has no sense like none whatsoever yeah i just think like we just got completely different timelines it's so funny it was like we were on different planets i think for part of it because you know i demand to get into the bath and you know like my doula's like and i was run the bath and my doula like arrives and she's great she says to us don't you guys have music and of course we did. We'd spent like 12 hours customizing a playlist, which we had completely forgotten about in the moment. Yeah. But like, thankfully she says like, put it on and the music's playing, get into the bath, feeling a lot better. I'm like, okay, feeling good, feeling great. I'm sitting there in the bath, but I'm miserable. Like in the bath, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening to my body. Um, and then my doula just happens to say to me like, hey, Alex, like you, you, you must let us know like when you feel the urge to push, just like let us know when you feel that urge. And I was like, huh, now that you mention it, <laughs> I think I do feel the urge to push. <laughs> this is like an hour and a half after we've arrived, you know, and like, and is like, what? And the doula's like, oh my God, go and get the midwife. Who is like now like busy filling out the forms and like attending to her administrative duties. Wonderful lady, you know. And, you know, and now it's like just sliding through the hallways of the hospital and being like, Alex says she has the urge to push. And like, they're still putting together the cart and being like, you know, we've just checked in. Like, you know, it's not a big deal. And babes, within about 20 minutes, <laughs> my baby is born. But, okay. you know, I start pushing. And I have like what I think is just um, a classic experience because I see like women um, who have had vaginal births say this all the time. I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. I get to the ring of fire. I try to push. I think his head comes out and then goes back in. And then I'm like, okay, I can't do this. I exactly. don't know if you guys have realized, but I can't do this. So I am, I'm out. And I just close my eyes. I'm just like, bye. If I can't see any of this, <laughs> happening, I can't see any of you. I'm just going deep inside myself. And this is where I'm going to stay. <laughs> My baby is crowning. His hair is, is floating in the water. Um, 
And my doula is like, Alex, <laughs> Alex, open your eyes. <laughs> open your eyes. Open your eyes right now. <laughs> She's like, you are doing this. This is happening. Open your eyes. You need to push, okay? You need to push oh your baby God. out. <laughs> and then um, a few pushes later, you know, he's out. And not to say like that, was, any of that was easy. I was sweating buckets. I was just like, my body was going through the most. I have no idea how to describe the kind of pressure of, from inside your body yeah. as, you know. Look at her. pushing um my doula and the midwife were actually like slow down slow down um because i think i was pushing too hard and they started getting a bit concerned so then i had to like sort of like pace myself a little bit more um and i i got that amazing instruction women get i think only in birth which is to push like you're making a poop <laughs> unbelievable advice best advice that i got during my labor um, <laughs> So I think what happened was, you know, I got really close to that sort of like ring of fire. I think his head sort of came out and then went back in and it was incredibly painful or like my body was just like, oh, no, I don't like that. So I actually decided that I was done with that uh, giving birth. Oh, wow. So I closed my eyes and I was like, I can't do this. And I just closed my eyes and I was like, if, if I close my eyes, then you know, I escape from all of this. And my doula was just like, Alex, Alex, open your eyes. In a very gentle but firm way. And she was like, you are doing this. Also, this is happening right now. And you need to push your baby out. And um, she was very compelling. And so was the pressure. And so I continued. <laughs> and yeah, in a few short pushes after that, actually, um, out he came into the water so calm and he was just sort of floating there. And then the midwife sort of gently scooped him up and placed him on my chest. And uh, I was it, saying like mother nature is just so incredible because I, I don't have a good memory of the pain or how it felt, yeah, but I have yeah. a very clear memory of how much relief I felt and how the relief was literally instantaneous. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's that incredible photograph of you that you sent us um, shortly after his birth where you just look so radiant mm -hmm. and you don't even look exhausted or anything. He's on your chest and I think you're looking up either Renaz or your doula and it's one of the most beautiful photographs. You and Dee have both got incredible photographs of like just after, just afterwards, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and that must have been just such an incredible moment for you and Renaz. It was amazing, babe. As soon as he was born, I literally had the strength of like 40 men. Um, I had actually been concerned because I'd been up all night laboring. Now we know mm -hmm. that I was up all night laboring in, in retrospect, but I, I was really tired and I was really concerned that I wasn't going to have the energy, you know, to get through my labor. Mm -hmm. um, so I was very thankful to have a quick labor. 
but as soon as my birth was over, I, you know, all of those hormones and um, that adrenaline, you know, just sort of flooded me and I just felt so amazing. And actually, um, they were a little bit concerned about Smory when he was first born because he was sort of grunting when they took him out of the water. Um, mm. And they thought that maybe his breathing wasn't great. And so my midwife was kind of distracting me. I, I still had to birth the placenta. My midwife was kind of distracting me. And um, the nurse was looking at Smory with the nurse. And, you know, they decided that they wanted to give him some oxygen. It turned out that he was just cold and, you know, wasn't particularly happy about having come out of either the womb or the water. Not sure which. Mm. Um, so he was perfectly fine. But. I just felt so, you know, strongly that he was okay, but they wanted to take him to the little neonatal unit to put him under a heat lamp. And mm. I jumped in the shower, got showered, put on my robe, and I was literally like two steps behind the nurse who was carrying him to the to the to the lamp, to the heat lamp. And Anaz just couldn't believe that I was like up about on my feet because I was just like mm -hmm. determined like this little boy is not gonna be out of my sight. Mm. Um, and you know more than a few meters from me at any time and you know I just felt really strong. Babe it sounds absolutely amazing and birth is such an incredible and empowering process I think or can be. Yeah I think I think it can go either way but certainly I feel super super lucky that I, I had a, a beautiful birth story an empowering birth um, I felt listened to, I felt heard, and, you know, I felt really safe. And it was a really positive experience for both my partner and I, and hopefully for our baby as well. And then did you stay where you birthed, Alex? Or how, like, how were the first few days? Yeah, they were so great because we checked in in, like, the early hours of the morning. So we still had, like, a full, that full day and night, and then another full day and night mm -hmm. stay at the facility um, at Genesis in, in Joburg and um, you know they took really really good care of us and we felt like you know that someone comes in and checks on you regularly they help you they give you advice um, my doula was really amazing she unpacked our bags and you know because we'd literally just been there for a very short amount of time before before yeah. Samori was born um, and she you know helped me latch him and you know gave me some breastfeeding instructions and sort of just helped us get settled before she left and came back the next day and we just yeah we felt really really cared for and it was really wonderful and tell me about breastfeeding for the first time like how was that for you wow babe it was like a magic trick what? honestly <laughs> you know when magicians do magic and in, in yes that was how Anas and I felt because um, while um, Samori was under the heat lamp, the nurse asked, has your milk come in? Um, and I was like, well, no, because previous, prior to, to the, his birth, I didn't have any milk or anything. Yeah. And she was like, may I? And I was like, uh, huh? And she sort of reached over, you know, moved my robe over and squeezed my nipple mm -hmm. and out came the colostrum. And Anas and I were like, what? <laughs> And we were just like losing our minds that the stuff just arrived right on time. And I know that's how it's intended to happen, but it was really mind blowing. Yeah. It is so amazing, right? Mm. Yeah. I, I really do. Okay. Think, yeah. I remember that feeling also, just being like, 
oh my God, like my, my body just did that. Like, how did it? And even um, when you were speaking about like taking a quick shower and, you know, and just like, like keep like gathering yourself in a way that somehow you can't imagine, like, do you know what I mean? Just even just a few minutes before you, you were not doing that thing. You were either still pushing your baby out or somewhere between stirring up and yeah, or placenta or whatever, you know, but you were full on in labor world. And, um, I think, yeah, there's just, you can't quite articulate what that adrenaline can do for you. Yeah. I think it's all pretty incredible. Yeah. And so how was it going home? So going home, um, that, you know, obviously things do start to get a little bit messy there we were like so cocooned so protected you know we could really like use the excuse of like you know the clinic says this and we can only yeah, have this yeah. again and you know you can really sort of like manage whereas like when we got home it was like really free game like on the day that I got home like it was very very hectic lots of visitors um, lots of people around and it's still you know like you're still really recovering um from from your birth and and my doula was really good in telling me right after birth Alex I know you feel good now but your body has been through a massive um ordeal and you will need to recover and rest um while also looking after the small baby so just be careful not to push yourself too hard mm -hmm. and I think that was really that was really useful for me but yeah, it did, it did get a little bit more hectic once we came home and we didn't quite have like, you know, that protective cocoon, but I think it is what it is. You know, you have to go back into the real world at some point and, um, and, and do whatever. And um, we managed okay, I think, um, in terms of like, you know, managing um, guests and everything uh, as first time parents, but you know, everyone is always so excited. So we mm. did have a lot of traffic initially. I think that that's almost kind of par for the course, um, as you say, because it's a celebration, but it also is really difficult. Like I find that if you did have a lot of traffic, I, I think my, my question is, did they offer to make you a cup of tea and like make you a meal or whatever, whatever was, would look like support for you? You know, I think like that varies quite a lot. There's, you know, some people, it's like an absolute relief to see them, you know, your close friends um some you know intimate members of your family and other people are more like guests in your yeah. home and yeah. I was super lucky to have my mom around because she could just you know whip up you know like she'd like get the kettle on get some tea going make people coffee offer them biscuits you know yeah. like she was just so good at always having stuff available a tray and you know we'd, we'd do the visits downstairs so that I could you know like retreat to the bedroom you know, when it all sort of like got too much because you're tired at the beginning and, you know, you've, you've got a small baby that, you know, has a lot of needs. So I think it really varied in terms of um, how useful, but I think that, you know, once you, you get home and you're no longer pregnant, it really is about the baby, you know, yeah. even for you, you forget about yourself completely. And you're just so focused. And I think that, you know, it was so overwhelming for so many people that you, they really they can't really prioritize you or your feelings. They just, you know, are so taken and are so entranced and so in love with this new little baby mm. that that becomes sort of the sole focus of the attention. Mm. 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 Mm.
popcorn amo i'll make popcorn later ah uh, ah uh, leave mama's tea bag it's in the it's finished yeah no you know i i think i was really lucky that i had um an uncomplicated birth and i didn't have stitches and i didn't need a lot of care um so i think for me there wasn't you know too much in the way of consequences around not prioritizing myself except mm -hmm. for perhaps i could did get to i mean i think that we had one really bad day where um i just hadn't slept in just so long where i just um i got really sick mm -hmm. i think because even though mentally i was prepared for the lack of sleep um that um comes typically with having a newborn baby i was not physically prepared and my body just kind of gave out and I just wasn't okay and my my nose was running and my throat was sore and you know my affinity for for pharmaceutical products um I rushed off to the pharmacy and they took one look at me and they were like oh my gosh summer flu allergies we've got so much stuff for you and I was like thank you give me all the things and then they were like and I was like oh wait but I am breastfeeding and the pharmacist was literally like oh Sorry, That's you so can't cute. have any of this stuff. Coming <laughs> up next, darling, go and get the oils in the back end of the aisle as the pharmacy. <laughs> so oil, so irritating. They told me to gargle with salt water, babe. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember that because you sent me a message shortly afterwards and you were like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, I can take nothing. They're giving me nothing. What is this? Like, I remember you even went into like branched off into like a bit of a rant about, you can see that like, this is science. This is how patriarchal science is. And like, surely they would have come up with medicine that's compatible for breastfeeding, you know? I mean, clearly they're just so against us, but I was pissed. I was desperately in need of sleep and you know yeah. we got home and they put us both to bed me and the baby and we just stayed in bed for a few days and recovered but yes yeah, so certainly i think that there is you know a, a tendency to just not prioritize your own health at all and that ends up not being good for anyone yeah yeah what has surprised you the most about the way that you are choosing to mother like does it make um, sense yes Totally. Um, I definitely, I don't know. It's, it's so strange because I feel like I don't even, it feels so natural to mother. And in a way I feel so unrecognizable to, yourself? to how I was. Yeah. To myself, mm. you know, like, I'm like, wow, look at this bitch. She's really like mothering the shit out of this baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Because it's such a sudden, like, one minute you're not a mother, and then the next minute you are. And um, it's such a quick transition. I think, you know, there's probably very little like it that's comparable. Sure. Um, you know, I don't know. I can't even think of anything that may be comparable for some quick transition that's so, mm. you know, overwhelming. 
mm. and it feels really really natural and I think that's probably I probably am surprised that I feel as confident as I do as natural as I do um, and and much less anxious than I anticipated I would be mm-hmm. oh, yeah that's, that's beautiful babe mm-hmm. it is yeah I feel really lucky babe um, I just wanted to know, and one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm very curious about just generally, and it's come up before in the podcast, is has the baby or has Samori, let's not call him the baby, he does have a name, has Samori changed your relationship with Anaz? And if so, in what ways? Wow, it's, it's so, yeah. I mean, how could it not, right? But also, you're still the same people. It's it's so strange. I think on some days I feel like, yes, it has changed it overwhelmingly and other days not. It's, mm. it's absolutely brought us closer together that we went through this amazing experience together and we are parenting together and we have this, you know, unbelievable priority in both of our lives um, together. Yeah, I think we've seen, you know, the, the best of each other as well during mm. this and like, you know, how much energy and effort, because I think it does take a lot of energy and effort to parent. Um, you can't really be lazy about anything much. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I think it's it's certainly like had had a had a positive effect. Um, but also I think when you are both very tired or exhausted, and you know you sort of like get nitpicky about who must do what and whose turn it is to do the nappy change or the feed or the or the whatever it is. But I think I think overwhelmingly it's been really good. We have been gifted by the universe a really calm peaceful sort of contented little baby um been able to sort of enjoy this really amazing experience together and have our our confidence as parents grow together as well so i think it's overwhelmingly been really beautiful that's so beautiful that's cool and what if the like what's been a really hard thing about and a nice or joyful thing about experiencing your partner as a father now, because the shifts are big for you. And as you're saying for the relationship, but what about like, yeah, how has some of that, I don't know, like how have you found it, found him able to articulate it or not able to articulate or do you know what I mean? Yes. No, I mean, like, I mean, like you're saying, you know, you've seen like the absolute best in each other because, you know, parenting is hard and and everything you've really just said. And I guess I'm wondering, like, the are there things about um, experiencing your partner as a father, right? Because I think that in itself is a a whole new identity. Yeah, that obviously I think carries its own stuff. And I'm just wondering, has he been able to articulate some of that to you? Yeah, I think, you know, there's so much um, anxiety around becoming a new parent. And I think definitely he has a lot of anxiety about pulling his weight and doing his part and being present and not being, you know, stereotypical um, sort of like you know the the negative stereotype of the father who doesn't who doesn't yeah. play their role or or come to the party so i think that you know he has had the anxiety around that and he does go out of his way to like demonstrate that he is you know 
person doing as much as he can so I think that that's been really interesting as well like mm-hmm. that's clearly come out as like an insecurity for him where he's like I don't want to be you know like this like archetype um this negative yeah. archetype father like I really want to be present and I really want to like you know 50 50 parents together yeah. with you yeah. and the difficulties of navigating that when you know you are breastfeeding at the end of the day mm-hmm. um you know if i walk past samori and he sees me he will start crying for me immediately sure. because mm-hmm. you know and it is what it is so i think through those challenges it's been really interesting to see like how dedicated and committed he is to you know being present um and and raising his his son yeah which is cool right because um kath i don't know like maybe you want to chip in here but i feel like for a lot of men and we've spoken about this at length both on the show and also outside of it just about how like how long it takes men to kind of realize that fatherhood is here you know (laughs) it's of course it's biological and there's a lot going on there that is completely not in their control nor in yours as a as a woman or as a pregnant woman but just that there's like a lag you know and I find it I do find it quite interesting hearing you speak a bit about that because I think part of what you're saying or what I'm hearing you say is that he's able to articulate the the things that he wants, both in terms of desires as a father, but also in terms of um, like activating fatherhood in a more practical way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there seems to be like, as you're saying, D, like an intention, like he's intentional about it. Yes. um, And and goes, has gone in with that level of intention um, yeah. that is quite quite incredible you know and I think that yeah I agree with you I mean Joey very often has said to me that um, you you forget that you've carried this kid for nine months and I'm still catching up I'm sure. gonna catch up and he found the pregnancy quite abstract for both the kids um, and it's been it's been interesting to watch him kind of fall in love with his children post-birth rather than like for me which was like an immediate affinity to your, your kids, you know? Yes, totally hear that. Even now with me, same thing. I, and, I, and it's interesting because I feel more aware of like, I guess my own interactions with this baby in utero, you know, like, just like, oh, okay, cool, you're awake, you're kicking, you know, what, like just, I guess, thinking about those things a little bit more and also just being very aware that that is not an experience for my partner. You know, so I think just being able to, um, yeah, that intentionality alongside doing things, I think is, is, is that's quite special. So that's cool. And yeah. Incredibly profound, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, so wait. So what I wanted to know is, is there anything that you miss from your former life or like your former self, aside from sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to say aside from sleep? Because that's literally... <laughs> Wow. My, and, oh, I miss sleep so much. I know you said aside from sleep, but I don't care. I'm going to tell you anyway, because it's my time to shine and you can't 100% shine, babe, shine. (laughs) But the last two nights, both like two nights in a row, 
as soon as I put my head down on the pillow, and there've been hours in between these two times that I've done it, as soon as my head hits the pillow and I'm like, I put down my phone and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm about to go to sleep. Samori so wakes up. Oh, like it's like he knows. Right. That sounds about he right. Knows that I'm about to like, you know, fall into a sleep and he's like, uh-uh, mama. <laughs> Wake up. Wake up. One more feed for the road. Hmm. <laughs> it's it's so actually quite incredible. That radar re- remains for like at least yeah. the first three years. You're, you're slipping into a nap, an afternoon nap, and your kid is like, hello. Yep. It's so incredible that and the fact that he always wants to feed as soon as like I sit down to eat. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Like, those are my two things where I'm like, why, why, why? I love so much, but like, please, can I have a hot meal? I just hate eating lukewarm food. <laughs> I'm shame, babe. I also really hate eating lukewarm food. I cannot. Oh, babe. I don't like oh. it at all. Yeah. Me neither. It is such a pain. So. I really miss like being able to just sit down and eat my, my dinner as soon as it's ready um, while it's still hot, piping hot. And I really still do miss sleep. Aside from that, geez, I, I can't even, I can't really even think of anything um, at all that I, I miss. I don't think that I'm missing anything. You know, I, I certainly think lockdown has probably been maybe even more of a, somehow more um, of a transition in terms of those things, like life before lockdown, life after lockdown, more so than life before baby and life after baby. But it's maybe only because I have that comparison available to me. Yeah, that's really incredible. I do think that the sleep thing is, it's certainly a big thing for me. And I really struggled with it with Akani um, and maybe a bit less so than with Amul. Um, And I feel like it just kind of, throws everything off kilter and certainly when you go back to work yeah no very hectic and um I think I was telling you about it a little bit Kathleen but even though I didn't physically go back to work at all and I stayed at home and and things largely looked the same from the outside uh my first day of work was so hectic I literally felt like I was gonna faint I thought I was gonna puke I was so hungry like it was just a mess and I was in my own house so I just can't even imagine how it feels for new moms to, to, to go back to work. And I had a six-month maternity, um, and, and that's, that's really generous by South African standards. So, you know, it's just so hectic when you do that. One of the things that the lockdown has enabled me to do is to keep breastfeeding without having to pump because I'd been prepared to so nice. pump away, yeah. which has been really good. Um, as well, uh, I, I think um, definitely saved us a little bit. But I think earlier, Kathleen, you were saying like, what is the most surprising thing about you know having a baby? And I think for me, it's less so now that I've gotten more used to it. But right after he was born, the first three months, I really just have found breastfeeding to be so insane. Like I just really wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for um, the absolute commitment that breastfeeding is. Like yeah. how often yeah. you have to do it, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you're literally the only thing keeping this baby alive and yeah. it's such a commitment and it's so exhausting and yeah, it was just totally overwhelming. I don't know what I expected, but I just didn't have any idea what it would be like. 
I will never forget the messages from you, like on a group chat that we're on, where you were like, he wants the titty again? Like, how is this possible? And I like had this, I had this image of you in my mind, like pre Samori, where you were like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that would be <laughs> literally like three three times a day, and then he'll sit through the night and he'll be all good and like it's anything but. Yeah, it's the wow, babe, no. Seriously, I think that's what I thought it would be. I'll never forget those messages. They cracked me up completely. You were like, we, you kept referring to your breasts firstly as titty, which is just like, it was so funny for me. I, could, I still crack up thinking about it. And you were like, this guy wants to eat all the time. Yeah. <laughs> what must happen? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. So funny. So I still, to this day, like, and, you know, maybe one of my girlfriends, uh, she had a, a daughter first and now she, she's just had a son. And she messaged me and said, like, why didn't you tell me about boys? Like, why didn't you tell me that, like, they are, like, titty munching vampires? And I was like, I don't have anything to compare it to. I thought it was just normal. And she was like, no, this isn't normal. This is not normal. (laughs) And she was saying she only had to wear breast pads for the first month of um, nursing her daughter. Whereas, you know, over six months in, I still have to wear breast pads. I'm like almost constantly engorged. Like it is an absolute trip. Wow. Um, yeah. Are you intending to breastfeed for much longer? I don't know. I, I, I just feel that the one thing I can say is that I'm definitely not in any hurry to wean Samori during like a global health crisis. Um, so I think that he's probably he's probably lucked out, you know, from the fact that I'm at home, I'm accessible, it's relatively easy, and because I just feel like you know breast milk is probably a good, you know, he's he's gone into solids now, so he does eat, but um, breast milk is probably providing good nutritional content during yeah. these sort of like uncertain times health wise. Okay, so I think also this is what's so weird, right, is that I've been thinking a lot because a lot of friends have like given birth fairly recently or are pregnant. Um, and I would I would consider you in the fairly recently too, uh, a category L, um, is that it's just such a like a mindfuck to be nurturing, pregnant, having small children during this period. How has lockdown been for you? So I think really lucky. I mean, if I am in the recent category, I think I'm at the outer limits. I've certainly had friends who have had babies a lot more recently. And the restrictions on guests, visitors, even partners is really hectic. I mean, D is really also like just sort of going through it with having to not only be pregnant, but also in this huge, like strange time where everything is playing out differently to what it previously did is really crazy. We had, um, you know, Samori had a vaccination due and we were doing so much research and looking around and, you know, we completely changed, you know, we'd usually just like take him to the pharmacy to the nurse and she'd do his vaccination. And at the moment we were like, there's absolutely no way we're going to go to a pharmacy. And we instead um, 
approach to privateness and we spoke to so many of our friends who are doctors and, and sought so much medical advice and did so much research on how we could do this safely. And, you know, it was quite a process also, you know, going through because that privateness also had very strict sort of like health um, and hygiene and sanitation standards, which she was complying with and only one parent could go in. So it was just so different to, you know, your usual, you know, bonding with the nurse, hanging out, chilling, nursing your baby afterwards. It's just everything is, is, is completely different and looks completely different. And I think that that naturally creates um, quite a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I wish it could, could be a bit different, um, especially not being able to socialize. Um, mm -hmm. It would be, you know, great for Samori to be able to spend more time with his family and mm. bond with them. And, you know, we were supposed to travel to the UK to spend some more time with my mom mm. for him to meet his great grandmother. And all of that has, has not been possible as a result to meet a lot mm. of my family members. And so, you know, they definitely feel like they're missing out on this crucial sort of bonding time while he's, you know, at this age. And yeah. although all of this will hopefully, you know, be a, be a thing of a, of the past and leave us with you know lasting gratitude for the people that we do have in our lives it is i think really hard to mother and parent in such isolation yes yeah. and i think yeah. almost especially so for those who are like starting out in this time and all alone because i think for a lot of a lot of people in that position um people can't like there's nobody who can reach them so it feels like there's almost mm -hmm. even more pressure, you know, on this little family unit where already we know or we hear like you can't, you know, you can't get everything from your partner. And now even this idea of community, like having support from, I don't know, whoever, um, or, or even just having, as you're saying, a visitor or like some kind of social interaction that alleviates some of the anxiety. I think it's a really huge deal. Yeah, in this kind of moment that we're in. How are you faring, Dee? Like, what, where's your headspace at with regards to, like, um, being pregnant during this time? And I think also, like, what was interesting for me is recently you went for a midwife visit. And I, I just, in my mind, thought that your partner would be in the car with you yeah. on the way there. And you're like, nah, girl, he has to stay at home. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's really interesting. Well, I mean, he had to stay home, obviously, for Tawi, but also because at Genesis at the moment, if it is just a checkup, like a standard checkup, you're in the second trimester, which I am, um, you know, like just, you know, you're, you're kind of in the throes of pregnancy, but you're not there for labor, then sorry, Hare, you must come alone because otherwise it's a risk. And at the moment, um, which you both know, but um, I suppose you are, have more experience with Kath, your um, children, you know, where siblings were allowed before, after the birth, no children are allowed at Genesis at all um, until um, restrictions have been lifted. And so, um, you know, for my partner, who's, this is his first time experiencing a pregnancy, it actually feels kind of big, you know, like it feels really like there's something sad about it. Like there is something to mourn there. I don't even think he realizes it, but I kind of, <laughs> I kind of feel for him a little, you know, just knowing that um, there, there, there are these little moments that he might not 
experience or know about. I mean, not that anything exceptional happens in it, but perhaps I'm also saying that as a second time pregnant woman, right? And so, yeah, I mean, look, I feel okay. I think um, I, yeah, I think mostly I just feel very aware of, like I said earlier, the, the kind of moment week by week kind of experience of pregnancy in a completely mm. different way to how I felt with Tao, where, mm. you know, you're more aware like, okay, it's this week and this is happening in utero and the baby should be doing, I don't, I don't actually check any of that like now. Yeah, none of that. Hey? And I felt so bad for Amu, but like, yeah. I totally agree with you. There was just no time. I don't know what fruit the kid was or where the kid was. You know, like it was just, I felt awful. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know is, is the long and short, but, um, but I feel more attuned to the experience mm -hmm. of pregnancy and also just more kind of in awe of my body doing it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So in a way, like a little bit more removed, but in, a, in another way, actually not. More connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Like really, like being quite like aware of it in a way, you know, but as you're saying, like the busyness of the everyday and with the toddler in the house, you know, there's just no, there's just no comparing those experiences in terms of how much I could kind of revel in, oh, this is where this baby is at now. And we have so much time to go. And, you know, now I'm just like, shit, three months. Oh God, like, what must happen here? Where's this child? What must happen? I hope my titties are fine by then. Like, I hope they work. I hope they do what they must. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but it's, it's like, it's pretty anxiety provoking, I think, because you just, there is so much that one doesn't know on a good day, right? Like we all, we all like live under the illusion that we know things, even though we don't. But at, like, I think like thinking about inviting a small person into the world under these conditions um, can be quite terrifying. And so I feel mostly okay. I must admit, I feel quite grateful for um, not being able to drive around so much. Like we drive around mm. so much in the city. It drives me crazy. It, it's the one thing mm. that exhausts me. And so I feel quite grateful to not be driving around much at all. And um, perhaps that's also contributed to having a little bit more room to think or to be present, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Alex, I've got two more questions. Dee, I don't know if you do um, have, have, have another question. Can I just ask my, my one and then, and, and maybe my other? <laughs> sure. Okay, okay, so wait, Alex, so okay. top three highlights of last six months or close to seven months because Samori is almost seven months. Top three highlights? Yeah. Uh, okay, so definitely his birthday that was, and his birth that was just, an amazing experience that yeah I can't believe I went through and I feel very grateful to have experienced that um, because it's truly a unique and singular experience and I, yeah I felt very human and mm, mammalian <laughs> um, during that time and it will remain one of my my favorite memories ever um and then when he slept for 12 hours it only happened once but it was really, really <laughs> okay cool but honestly it would be so hard to 
isolate a singular experience. Sure. He, he, um, I really wanted to like always smile at him. So whenever he woke up, wherever I was in the room, when he woke up, I would sort of like run over and just smile at him and smile and smile and smile. And I don't know if this had any effect whatsoever. Almost every morning he wakes up smiling and possible oh, to have a bad day when you wake up to this gorgeous little smiling face. Oh, that is beautiful. So cute. Um, okay, so my last question for you, Al, is that if you had to give a new mom a gift, knowing what you know now, like now being on the other side, what gift would you want to give her? Ooh, good one. Uh, would I give? And it could be, it could be a, a, a physical gift. Okay. This question is hard. <laughs> I would like to know for the record. A water bottle and somewhere sunny. Okay. Stay in the sunshine. Get your vitamin D. Remember to go outside. And um, I mean, I would actually give someone the gift of no one telling them to sleep when the baby sleeps. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Good one. Fair play. Fair I actually love that. That's the best gift. That is the best gift. I totally agree. Yeah. I don't even know why yeah. people say that shit. It's, it's actually annoying. Like, it doesn't work. You've got shit that you need to do, like shower, like take a shit, like take a moment to scroll through Instagram, whatever it may look like. Sure. It's bullshit. Yeah. Okay, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, and I can't spontaneously fall asleep at like 11.54 a.m. So <laughs> it's really not okay to tell me to do that. I hear that. That is a good one. That is so fair. Okay, well, then that's it from me. Alex, thank you for joining again. It was so nice to see, well, see you virtually. I have a last (laughs) one. I have a last one. Okay, cool. Wonderful. Yes. Just what do you anticipate for the next few months? Like, what are you looking forward to as you kind of inch towards one, which is such such an exceptional moment and day? as Kathleen was saying. I mean, yeah, it's just so amazing. I actually can't even believe that Amu is one already. I I hadn't seen the Zoom party myself. I don't think I would have believed it. I would have just been like, this is a lie. He is a baby. Leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, we we made kind of a big deal about six months. I mean, not that Samori knew, but you know, we, my husband and I, we like patted each other on the back. We were like, hey, six months. Baby's thriving, baby's chubby. We bought a cake. We had a photo shoot at home. You know, um, but it is a big deal. I agree. Yeah, no, I mean, as as we get closer, it's just I'm so exciting. You were just talking about Amu's first word. It still is beyond my comprehension Mm -hmm. that Samori is going to speak. Um, so when that first word comes out, when that happens, I will probably feel like my dog started speaking, honestly. Like, it will just be such a surprise to me. I can't actually put the two together. <laughs> so, you know, all of these things are, are just, I don't know whether it's a function of us being our personalities, but we are just so constantly overwhelmed and surprised and and just amazed by our baby we are totally those parents who are like look he rolled over oh my god ah take a video send it to me for people 
As you um, should be, love, yeah. Yeah, so I think that there's there's lots of excitement ahead for us as, you know, we continue to just totally be stereotypical parents head over heels in love with our kids. I never knew it before, but I probably have the biggest rose-tinted goggles on ever. His spot smell amazing. His poops are beautiful. <laughs> you know, his drool isn't sticky. Whatever it is that, that parents tend to believe about their children, I, I'm going to be that person. So I think, you know, much excitement and happiness and joy ahead. So Hopefully, which we can share wonderful widely yeah even virtually even virtually i mean yeah okay well thank you so much my love it was so nice to hear your story and your birth story and how just incredible this chapter has been and really like as an as a friend observation um you really have just taken to motherhood so beautifully and with such grace and humor that it's been such a treat to watch you Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I think like something that I said to you guys, to both of you sort of privately, but also maybe as, you know, will help someone else is that like, even though I find it difficult to um, sort of, you know, give myself kudos or or, or recognize that I'm doing well, I, I found motherhood so amazing and that I feel like I can genuinely say, you know, I'm doing my best and even where we all fall short, you know, eventually and in many ways, I feel like in the bigger picture, it doesn't really matter those sort of small individual instances and that like, you know, we can sort of turn around and pat ourselves on the back and say we're doing a good job. And, you know, on that note, happy Mother's Day to both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys both know how special and amazing you are. On the podcast, I really, really enjoy it, and I hope that um, it continues to bring lots of joy and and fun to your listeners. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Al. Thanks, guys. Thank you okay. both for your time. Okay, love you both. We'll see love you soon you virtually. <laughs> see you soon. Okay. Bye, Al. Thanks, Kat. Bye. Fellow MWAers, this is just a very kind and gentle reminder that if you're enjoying the podcast, please, please remember to share, subscribe and rate the podcast. Um, It is our labor of love and I use the word labor intentionally, um, but it would be wonderful to share the love um, with other fellow people who are invested and um, doing the work of mothering. Um, So please share it, subscribe to the podcast and rate it, please. Hey, I'm Kathleen. And I'm Dee. And you're listening to Mamas with Attitude, otherwise known as MWA. Mama, 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 attitude. The same way I immersed myself in my career. Yeah, you've now immersed yourself in motherhood. I've now immersed myself in motherhood. Mommy the bounce. Mommy the bounce. Is mama's a Weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, motherhood just comes to take on its different shapes and forms. Mama, mama, mama. <laughs> no, actually, seriously, on a serious note, it's it's been really dope. Thank you. Okay, bye. Mama, 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 mama. mama. mama.